0: You're listening to the Stories on the Bus podcast on the Giggles Live radio network. Please welcome your host, Jim Eaton.
1: Hey, th- thank you for a very special episode of Stories on the Bus tonight. Um, there's one thing about being a bus driver. The most important part of being a bus driver is the passengers on the bus. Because without passengers, there would be no need to have buses. Is that it? And then, so... Now we're having this young lady on tonight who has a blog on Facebook called Tales from the Bus. And uh, her Facebook blog is Tales from the Bus. Her name is Katia uh, <laughs> Duff. And I, I probably ruined her name because uh, the, uh, that's the way I am. But it's, uh, she runs this wonderful blog called Tales from the Bus. And let's take it away there, Tom, if we can take it away to Katia.
0: All right. She's here.
1: She's here. She's here. Is her mic? Hi. Hey. Oh yeah. We uh, we got a little bit of noise there. So can you can hear us okay, right?
2: Oh, I can hear you very well. Yes. Uh, Should I speak louder or what?
1: Oh no, you're loud enough. Um, Yeah. We. um, I don't know what's. I guess it's the.
2: uh, Is she on speaker?
1: Maybe. Are you on speakerphone?
2: Yes, I'm on speaker.
1: Would it. Could you go to uh, 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 could, could you go to the on the the <laughs> the the oh, the handset phone version? I'm, I'm,
2: oh, okay. Let me try and get my. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, yeah, it's okay. I'll just hold it to my ear
1: because I my earbuds are not uh, on. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to. Yes, say, here
2: I am. Okay. Oh, that sounds Is a lot better? better.
1: Oh man, that sounds okay. a lot better.
2: Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, no, okay. I,
1: I messed your name up because I I am um, I am really a typical American that can't speak very well. So if it
2: just <laughs> so if you
1: could say your name again, so I did get it right.
2: Okay, my name's Katia Duft. Katia, so, Okay. Yes.
1: I I don't know why. I, anyhow. The, uh, but, uh, you know, that's why I'm a bus driver because I can't speak very well. So, <laughs> but the, um, yeah, I, um, I've been a bus driver for like 35 years and I'm actually retired now with an injury, but it's amazing all the stuff that happens. And then the part that we need about the most are passengers. Passengers are actually the most important part of the, uh, of the bus riding system. And a lot of drivers, um, don't really realize that. And, uh. That's the, uh, you know, uh, kind of an unfortunate thing because we we need passengers um, to ride the bus to make us useful. You know, <laughs> it's
3: mm-hmm. like a tree
1: falling in the forest. If you don't, if the tree's not there, would you be there to hear it? So, if you wouldn't mind, <laughs> what now? Tell me what kind of uh, things have happened, uh, or on your for your blog, what 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 comes up on your on your Facebook blog.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, it's an interesting story how I even uh, started writing it. So I'm originally from Russia, and I'm almost 20 years in the U.S. now. Mm -hmm. And about 10 years ago, I started thinking about writing a blog because I was finally fluent with writing in English, but I couldn't think of any original subject for it. But then I realized, wait a minute, all my friends uh, drive cars, and I'm really really the only one of my friends who rides the bus. And uh, I honestly only learned how to drive when I was 30, and uh, I didn't enjoy it in L.A. because it's, you know, it's very busy. It didn't make me comfortable to drive in L.A. So I decided I'll just stay on the bus for the time being. And then I noticed how many interesting stories were happening with me on the bus and how much weird stuff I saw on the bus. So I decided to write that blog. Yeah. So I started that blog, and literally two months into this blog, I was introduced to uh, a producer, uh, a man who was running a storytelling show in L.A. that was dedicated exactly to public transit. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, his name is Scott Schultz, and uh, he used to live in uh, L.A., and now he lives in Boston. So he is also a bus rider and a um, transit rider, and he was running this show very successfully for years and years. And anyways, so he invited me to uh, tell a story on that show, and since for about five years, I was doing it monthly. And uh, apparently, there are a lot of people in L.A. who ride public transit. So oh, yeah. that was a surprise for me <laughs> at the time. Of course now I'm not surprised anymore, but when I was starting out uh, you know, seven years ago, I was like, Oh, there'll probably be like five people at the show. But honestly, uh the show sometimes had like up to fifty, sixty, seventy people in the audience. Wow. Because people wanted to share stories.
1: Wow, that sounds yeah, I remember seeing something about that. Um uh a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the show is
2: called Busted. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
1: then did they do something inside the subways one? once did they do like a walking tour of like ghosts that were on the subways or something
2: too? Or? Uh, there was a walking tour around LA, but the ones we did a show at union station in, uh in LA, that was a, a lot of fun. And we did like a storytelling festival in Pomona university. They had a public transit festival. So we told stories there, but yeah, probably like the one at, at union station was one of the few ones uh, actually at the station, or and you know, at a transit location. Oh yeah.
1: So now, now, do you ride the bus like pretty much every day, or is it?
2: Well, yes, with the exceptions of two exception of two years during the coronavirus. I uh, yeah. Now I'm back to riding the yeah. bus again. Except now my uh, my commute was crazy. Before coronavirus, my commute was up to three hours a day. Oh, were they but not... now. Uh, Right now it's only 30 minutes back and forth. So it's easy.
1: (laughs) So Mm -hmm. were they not letting people on the subway or something when it was COVID? Oh, no,
2: no, no. I was using subway as well. Uh, Oh, are you talking about coronavirus? No, I was just trying to be careful.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that makes makes sense.
2: Yeah, I went full remote during coronavirus. So the buses were still running. Actually, in LA, they were free. But I only took buses when, you know, absolutely necessary, wearing a mask and all of that.
1: Yeah, were they... uh, we were letting people in the back door of our buses I got, I got i was injured in an accident um about halfway through the covid thing so i, I that's when i retired but oh the, i'm sorry the, yeah we were well it's I, i'm kind of enjoying retirement to be honest with oh, you oh yeah okay <laughs> but the, uh, after <laughs> 35 mining. years but mm-hmm. the um pe- going in the back door we were letting people in, in and out the back door and right. I, I don't know if they're right. doing that in los angeles or not but
2: uh some did some people did some not but uh initially it was really hard for them for drivers to enforce masks yeah. But then later on, you know, people just kind of like had to do it if they wanted to get on the bus. But, you know, initially it was still scary because even in the mask before the vaccinations, it was a little a little bit dangerous. I mean, now after three vaccinations, it's like, OK, I can relax more or less still wearing the mask. But at the time when I was starting out, I mean, it was even scary, you know, to go shopping, not just not get on the bus or on the train.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, In fact, I was taking my clothes home. I I would change at work and I take a shower at work and then I would put my clothes in a bag. And as soon as I got home from work, I would actually wash wash them in pine salt.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And the, um, yeah, it was was crazy. The, um, yeah, the COVID now, um, where you're commuting now, do you ever get to ride the red line or the orange line or any of those or
2: um yeah actually well once in a while when i go to downtown l.a yes because i live in hollywood uh i i take red line to uh to downtown l.a and back but my normal commute these days is just about bus to Burbank and back, which oh, is okay. very nice. Very short little ride, like literally 20, 30 minutes. So all of my stories are normally from the past when I had this enormous commute every day from Hollywood to uh, the west side of LA, like Culver City, almost to the airport. I oh, was yeah. insane. But at least I had like, you know, I always had like, but there were days when I would post like a story or two stories a day. So, and so much was happening at the time, but... Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I went through the training for the MTA. I, I worked for Santa Barbara is where I worked the majority mm-hmm. of my career. But uh, we were on strike at Greyhound and I went I was went through the training at MTA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I basically was a driver there for about a week before I decided that I wanted to go back to Santa Barbara. And the mm-hmm. um, but the funny thing was, was uh, like that week I was driving. They, they send you when you finish the training in El Monte, they send you to uh, this Division five, which is over on. Uh, or oh, it's it's in downtown. It's on like uh, Alvarado and Eighth mm-hmm. uh, Street. And right. uh, oh man, that was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was doing this uh, one particular. Yeah, but I'm sure you've seen. But just my experience was this guy got on somewhere in downtown on um, and, and this particular bus went down Seventh Street, and mm-hmm. he actually had a knife stuck inside of him. And, oh. <laughs> God, <laughs> and then the driver, the guy that's training me, he's all, oh, just go ahead and sit down. You don't have to pay. And then he got off, and he was oh. going to a White Medical Center or something.
2: <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, when I did the storytelling shows, one time we had the theme like, what was the weirdest object you've seen brought on the bus or stuck in a person or like the most dangerous or the most interesting thing. And like we literally I was saw people coming in with like mace with like guns, all the oh, knives, yeah. like crowbars. So it's like, oh my goodness, so much happened during these years. I mean mostly uh, usually if somebody was coming in with a dangerous object, sometimes they would be kicked back out or the driver would be like try anything and I'll call the police right away. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So the, so yeah, if you wouldn't mind sharing a couple of like what, what you, some of your more favorite uh, things that have happened on your bus on the, on the, uh, uh, you know, on your store, you know, your tales from the bus.
2: Uh, I can definitely tell you the weirdest ones, um, like something to do with my main job. So, uh, I am a linguist, like interpreter, translator, Uh uh, and, um, so normally when you get on the bus, you don't expect to have to use your skills at all, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but one day, I was standing at the bus stop. I was actually going from Hollywood uh, to Burbank, and uh, a lady shows up with a um, with a bucket, and the bucket is full of feces, like of horse oh, crap. Oh wow!
1: Yeah. And it's
2: covered, and it's covered with a newspaper. (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness, that is not going to be a good ride. It's going to be a very stinky ride. So I come up to her and I say, could you please cover it up a little bit more, just so we don't have to share this smell with you. And she starts talking Russian to me. She's like, I hear the accent, uh, are you Russian? I'm like, yep. And she's like, I'm Armenian. And she, I apologize, but I'm actually coming from the equestrian center. Uh, and uh, they let me pick up a little bit of, uh, you know, horse manure, uh, and I'm like, why? And she's like, I have a huge balcony in my apartment and I grow all sorts of, like, vegetables and flowers and everything. And she's like, this is just, you know, to enrich the soil, because it's really good. And I'm like, why do you even have to transport it on the bus? And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't drive. So, that was very awkward. So, we get on the bus together, and uh, she just keeps talking to me about how well it works with, uh, you know, with all kinds of uh, uh, vegetables and flowers. And then there was a man in front of us sitting on the same bus, all dressed up in a suit. And uh, he, of course, could feel the smell and he looked funny at the bucket and he could figure out what was going on. So he, like, dialed a number on his phone and he started talking in English to his mom (laughs) and uh, told her, Mom, why did you even... Tell me that taking a bus could be a normal thing. He's like, right now, there is an old woman right in front of me. And she has a bucket full of uh, horse manure. (laughs) (laughs) And he was extremely, like, upset. And the old lady didn't speak any English. And she's like, so uh, what is he talking about? He sounds very upset. And he gives me, like, a stink eye or, like, a side eye. Like, what's the story? And, you know, as an interpreter, sometimes you have, like, to soften the blow, and if something being said is a little harsh, you kind of try to make it sound nicer. And I'm like, oh, nothing against you. He's just sharing with his mom that, like, there is a lady with a little bit of manure, and he wants to know what's (laughs) it for. And she was like, oh, just tell him that this, this is amazing and like for flowers and for vegetables and just apologize to him for me and just tell him that like, I'm really sorry that I don't drive and I have to travel with this. <laughs> so I interpreted it all to him. So he gave us both like an eye full of hate and kind of like, who are these two crazy women and completely went to the back of the bus. And the old lady got very sad, and she said, did I upset him? Did I insult him? And I'm like, nope, he just felt like he was talking too loud on the phone. That's why he went to the back, so he, you know, (laughs) who talked who talked talk louder to his mother without disturbing us. So I completely lied to her, but I think she was already a little upset because the uh, bus operator was also like looking back a little bit. And I mean, the smell wasn't terrible or anything. It was just that everybody knew that she was carrying, horse you know, manure. horse yeah. manure on the bus. <laughs> so that was one of the most bizarre objects I've ever seen on the bus.
1: <laughs> yeah. that That's, uh, yeah, that's crazy. The, uh, that, I haven't had that happen. So here I thought I had everything happen. <laughs> I, we, I did have this lady one time with a, uh, uh, you know, hey, these people, there's service animals. I don't know if you've been on mm-hmm. the bus with the, the these like questionable, oh, oh, yeah, questionable service <laughs> animals. Well, there's yes. this lady had this like shopping cart. And she had a bunch of cats in there, like five or six cats were inside oh. the shopping cart. And she tells me they're service cats. So I go, oh my
2: goodness.
1: I, you know, um, I, 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 I just kind of like, I'm kind of amused by stuff like this. So I said, oh, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and have a seat. So then the next, the next driver comes, and there was only like three or four people on the bus. And the um, the, ne- the next driver comes, and come to find out, he's allergic to cats. And <laughs> And uh, he gets on the bus and then he's, and then he, he called me, he gets on the radio calling me to come back because I let these cats on the bus and he was like having like a, anyhow. So then he, I had to take the bus over.
2: <laughs> oh my <goodness>. oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Either that or he was just, he just was using that as an excuse to get off out of driving it. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. The service animals are, I don't know, if you, are, are always kind of funny things. that come across i I don't know for drivers i don't know about for passengers though
2: (laughs) yeah i've seen uh i've been on the bus with a cni dog a couple times or with like small dogs um but yeah nothing like not six cats definitely not.
1: (laughs) yeah there's that and then there's this i've never seen this but there's this like bus driver myth um that that you always hear about, but I don't know if this is accurate or not, but there's supposedly a lady that lives in Paris, California, that has a horse that, dri- that drives her wheelchair around.
2: <laughs> oh my.
1: And um, I was thinking uh, um, about actually going down to Paris and try to find this lady.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Is it Southern California? Or what yeah, part of California yeah, Southern California. It it's
1: it's over by, oh. um, um, it's kind of, like you know where Temecula is? Have you ever gone to the? Comedy? Oh yeah, the yeah. wine.
2: The, yeah, yeah, the wine place. Yes, I love Temecula. Yeah, uh-huh. Temecula
1: is really not. Yeah, it's by. Uh, it's close to Temecula. It's. Uh, oh. Like, okay. Yeah, it's it's just um it, it, it's like between Lake Elsinore and Temecula.
2: Okay.
1: And, and, All right. Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> nice. of my my many uh, things, but you know we've been talking about her for like over twenty years, so I I'm kind of <laughs> wondering if that I think it might be just an urban legend. Cause that, that's like, there's an urban legend at Greyhound. I worked for Greyhound for 15 years too. Oh, uh-huh. and, and the um, Greyhound has this, uh, urban legend that somebody hit a mountain lion and, uh, Whoa. with the bus, but they didn't kill it. And <laughs> they, um, but they thought they did. And then they were like a taxidermist, an amateur oh, taxidermist. Dope. So they threw this lion in the baggage compartment and, uh, and then when they got to Los Angeles they opened the baggage compartment and then this lion comes running out and chasing all the people
2: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that does sound like an urban legend but yeah. you never know could you be true you never know? can tell
1: now uh, when you were huh? in Russia did you ride the buses a lot in Russia <laughs>
2: Yeah, in fact, the only reason why I moved to America and I didn't drive because I never had to do it in Russia. Like I lived in Moscow, and they have an amazing subway. Oh, yeah. and the, the, the trains run every three minutes, and the, the bus system is pretty good. And uh, otherwise, I lived also in the areas of the country with good public transit, so I never really had a need. And when I was moving here, people told me there is no way you can survive without driving in the U.S., and I kind of proved that I uh, you can. It's harder of course, but it's also like but you know, when the Uber showed up it became a little easier yeah uh, because if you absolutely have to go places and the bus is not running you can always take an Uber or like it also helps to have a lot of friends who you know could give you a ride <laughs> I mean I got my license after all uh, and in fact very first year after I got it I was driving it's just to realize that I'm a little bit too slow you know I'm reacting too slow uh, for LA so I could probably drive in like a countryside or in a smaller town, but delay is a little too intense for me.
1: Yeah. I don't like driving in Los Angeles either. Cause I, yeah. um, yep. I, I live here in Ventura and that's about as big of a city as I like to drive in. Right. I, I do like to ride that orange line though. Um, mm-hmm. I,
2: mm-hmm. I, orange that, line is nice. Yeah. yeah that orange mm-hmm.
1: line and then connecting to the red line to go that, um, because the fourth wall, that's why I like a I think I might have met you at the fourth wall. Have you ever gone to the fourth wall before over there, the one on Hollywood Boulevard? Uh, What
2: is it? What, what is it uh, again? Oh, it's uh, an open
1: mic area. It's like an open mic club that does uh, open mics.
2: Maybe. Uh, maybe actually. not. I don't know. But Maybe not. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I've been to so many, like, different, you know, shows and open mics and everything. So it's completely possible, but I don't know for, for sure. So, yeah, I... I, I
1: yeah, but it's uh, it's real close to a, a red line station. It's uh, right. like about two blocks. But I still just drive my car down there. <laughs> right. Yeah, but with gas yeah. prices, I'm going, oh, man, I should, what I should do is take the – because there's a bus that goes <laughs> from Ventura that goes to the – Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's totally. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the other thing, too, is like um, it would be kind of neat to get into the thing where you give people tours of Los Angeles on the – uh, you can run your own little tour tour agency with Russians, maybe, and, and just <laughs> take them on public buses all over the place.
2: Oh, my God. Russians actually is the only probably group of immigrants that are completely against buses. They say, you only homeless and poor people ride the buses and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, you're so bizarre. You came from the country where everybody rides the bus. So <clears throat> what is this prejudice? Yeah, And they're explaining it in a way that we are already immigrants, so we're kind of starting from scratch. So not having a car kind of makes you look bad, kind of like you're not successful. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not thinking in these categories. If you want to think in, in these categories, go ahead. But this is not my style, so whatever. Yeah, well, You can say when
1: you're on the, the bus, you go, hey, I happen to have at my access a chauffeur-driven vehicle. Uh, uh, Those are actually like $375,000, or yeah, (laughs) $400,000, basically. I had, at my access, a sofa-driven vehicle, $400,000 worth.
2: Wow.
1: So put (laughs) that on a pipe and smoke it. I I took a tour of uh, Russian people um, on a tour at Greyhound. They, like, I don't know, a large group, like 15 or 20 people, Mm -hmm. and they were from Russia, and they wanted to go to Rodeo Drive, Oh, yeah.
2: Everybody wants to go there right away. Yep.
1: So I I, Mm -hmm. I go to Rodeo Drive and I'm talking to the the men, the men and the the women go off. And then, oh, like I'd say maybe 20 or 30 minutes later, the the men show back up. (laughs) They weren't really impressed. And um, (laughs) and then the uh, then the they go, we want to go where American shops. So I took them to a target. I took them to the target on <laughs> La Cienega. Um, I don't know if it's still there. It was years ago. And, um, really? and then, Oh man, they like the target though.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely more affordable.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just thought that was so, yeah, Rodeo drive and the you know, and then, yeah, yeah the, uh, yeah, just nice, gr- wonderful people. The, the, now, um, I, the uh, now with the whole Ukrainian-Russian switch, switch, not to get off the topic here, but are you finding more work like for doing like Russian like interpreting or anything like that? Or, or
2: um, no, um, my actually my work is mostly in like um, movies, uh, TV shows, subtitling, dubbing, oh, kind okay. of like yes, uh, and I mean with all the situation which is tragic, of course. I mean I have a little, maybe less work um sometimes a little more because they don't just speak russian you know in russia they also speak russian in many other countries uh-huh. and people still want to watch movies yeah but the actual situation is beyond tragic especially that i am partially ukrainian too so yep. oh, yeah yeah it's um but yeah the whole Not thing yeah,
1: yeah no it's uh it's it's really tragic and let's hope it, they find a, a a solution to it quickly
2: can, oh, it's been a get, long time already, <laughs> but yeah, we can stay
1: hopeful. Yeah. We can all get them to ride on a bus together, and then they'll become friends.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, have you been on when you run the regular bus rides? Do you do you run across uh, people and you become friends with them? <gasps>
2: Oh, yeah, in fact, yeah, I had, um, like, on my long bus rides when I had to go from Hollywood all the way to almost LAX, there were regulars that I would talk to, and sometimes, like, they would be, like, older people who came here to, um, in older age. And they would be doing their homework, going to an ASL English as a Second Language school. Yeah. So I would just sit down with them and help them out doing their homework. <sighs> and they would be like, "Are you like, are you taking this bus tomorrow? Because tomorrow I'm actually going like to a market, and I need <laughs> you to tell me a couple of words. How do I how to talk to a salesperson?" So sometimes I would be talking to them and helping them, you know, learn what they need to learn.
1: Yes, Santa Barbara has a thing. Uh, this uh, cl- school is called English is mm-hmm. Fundamental School,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they uh, bring all these people. They um, there hasn't been Russian students there recently, but uh, years ago there used to be a lot of Russian students, and um, but and people come to immerse themselves in in English, right? And, and they live in these different homes throughout Santa Barbara, and they ride the bus, and um, mm-hmm. but in the summertime they had this. And then, like I said, I'm retired now, so I don't really know if they still have it. But it, they would immerse like middle school kids from Vietnam mm-hmm. and all like like a couple thousand of them, like a huge number. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. But they
1: they rented the college dormitories at UCSB to house them, so they were uh, easier to get to. Them. But sometimes it would be really kind of frustrating because you get this young person like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they wouldn't know where they were going, and uh, oh. and then yeah. they never want to call the the host family because they. <laughs> And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it got to be kind of um, difficult, you know, with right. different languages and stuff like that. It, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, it's and then our whole culture here is kind of fascinating with the. Um, uh, and then also, would you um, the yeah, it's it's kind of. Kind of, yeah, it's just I, I stutter a lot. So. Well, I handed him it's a piece. Okay. Katya, <laughs> this
0: is big, Tom. I actually handed Jim a piece of paper, so that was kind of my fault for interrupting him. I was asking him <laughs> if, uh, if would you mind it Would you mind hanging out for a few minutes if we take a quick break and then come right back to you in like two? Oh three yeah, minutes?
2: absolutely. Do I stay on the line or do we hang up and you call me back? Uh, What's if you, happening?
0: If you don't mind hanging on the line, that would probably be best. Oh, of
2: course, that's fine. Yeah, I'll just yeah. I'll if just you, need, put if my phone you need to away. take a,
1: if you need to take a break or something, go ahead and do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll have, we'll just have the commercials playing so you'll hear the commercials playing and
2: uh oh you... that's fine yeah yeah i'll just yeah i'll just leave my phone on and i'll just step away for a second myself okay, yeah, yeah.
0: thank you so much we for... just don't want to lose yes. you. you're an incredible guest no no i'm here
2: thank you so much thank you
0: all right so we'll. we'll i'm we'll here
2: have... I'll talk to you in a minute all okay. right
0: we'll have you back in just a second so we're uh we're talking to katia what's katia's last name again Oh, do you have to look it up? <laughs> Duft. It's Katya Duft. Yeah. And uh, she has a blog that's called Tales from the Bus. And uh, what an interesting guest. And I can't oh, wait. Very to, interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to get back and listen, you know, have hear more of her stories and uh, see what else is going on.
1: I'm enjoying this.
0: All right. I am too. So we're going to be back on Stories on the Bus podcast here in just a couple minutes on the Giggles Live podcast radio network in one room for a long time you know my mom was like you
4: and your brother's gonna share a room Mm -hmm. we're in their bunk beds you know older brother has one bed off to the side not a bunk bed and i
0: mean and imagine in those days they raised us without nickelodeon or (laughs) without devices go outside or here play with this box
4: nowadays you can't get kids to go outside it's that's you know now it's now a thing of the past they have a cell phone they can flip that open and Watch
0: whatever they want. So One of the things, too, like, my son has a bike. I was telling him that when I was his age, I used to ride my bike, and I didn't live in a good neighborhood at all, to my grandparents' house, who didn't live in a good neighborhood at all. And I would drive through a couple neighborhoods that weren't very good at all to get yeah. to Grandma. I mean, I would ride my bike probably, like, three or four miles when I was, like, 12 years old away. really true. It's so different now. There's no way you would send your kid out like that now.
4: There's no—I remember my— Parents letting me ride from Lemonwood in Oxnard to Ventura Because we used to, you know, go to the skating palace And uh, met up with friends and rode those bikes to Skating so that's, you know, I, I that's truthful. I don't know how many miles that is Yeah But we just trekked it as kids, you didn't care
0: And you didn't have a cell phone so she couldn't call and say, hey, where are you at? It was, alright, well, I guess he's going to get here before dinner or he's not going to eat <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, you better believe it and,
4: and it was weird back then, you know, you knew that, you know, if you left super early you We were definitely going to have to ride back So it was like, we trekked that same thing back all the way until before it got dark
0: And isn't it amazing that we made it back Before it got dark most of the time too? Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't always make it back before dark But I tried
4: Oh yeah, my mom was definitely ready To uh, to, to whoop some tail if we, weren't, <laughs> if, we, if we weren't Where we were supposed to be When, when the, the street lights came on That was the thing you Don't let those street lights come on And you're still outside The Walkout With Big Tom And your boy Mark the Menace On giggleslive.com Mark Domenes here, and if you and your family are looking for a mixed martial arts school, come on over to Progressive Martial Arts Ventura. We're at 2485 East Main Street, California. Specializing in all the mixed martial arts, and it is an awesome way
0: to burn calories. (laughs) Drop by Progressive Martial Arts Ventura at 2483 East Main Street. Pick up a class today. We're now returning to the Stories on the Bus podcast with your host, Jim Eaton.
1: Oh, yeah, and we have Katya Duff with us again. Uh, and, oh, man, I'm enjoying this interview so much, Katya. Thank you very much for coming on.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm having fun, too. Oh, yeah, we're
1: hoping you're going to be able to come back because uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to pronounce your name and stuff on your at your convenience and stuff, you know. That's and um, we're thank kind you. of wondering about um, if you had any, do you have any bucket lists of bus buses, like, uh, any particular bus line or, or place you would like to go? Like,
2: um, you mean, uh, to visit outside the country or, or
1: anywhere just like, um, cause when I worked for Greyhound, one of my favorite things to do was, uh, I would go to different cities and I'd actually ride around on the buses and to, to try to figure mm-hmm. out the city. Cause you can learn a lot about a city from their bus system, like where people like, restaurants and stuff (laughs) all these different things Mm -hmm. and um and I but would you ever be interested in doing something like that like just going around to different cities and then like and then kind of exploring their bus system or or is it more like just a uh, going back and forth on the bus to uh, to ride on it is it
2: no no i totally like exploring and that's what i've done with san francisco for example i took a greyhound bus actually not a greyhound bus it was a different line mm, yes i took it to mm hmm i took it to san francisco and then i just uh was riding around on the buses and a different form of transportation in San Francisco, just exploring. And also, I did the same thing. Like honestly, my first time in the U.S. was in the end of the '90s, and I traveled by Greyhound from Tennessee to New York. That was very interesting. That was my very first experience ever.
1: Oh yeah, the East East Coast is the uh, Greyhound, and the East Coast is a, is pretty amazing actually, um, as far as their servicing the uh, from. Tennessee all the yeah that's and then did you that's as far as you went like you didn't come across the the whole country on the Greyhound at all
2: no that I would like to do it sometime but like last um, I also like trying different bus lines long distance bus lines like for example last year I went to New York and I went from New York to Maryland by Peter Pan bus yeah I was
1: gonna say because that's a lot of the Peter Pan does a lot of the the stuff to Florida and stuff and uh, (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah it, w- it, was a diff- it was a difficult, uh, not a difficult, different experience, because it all seemed nice in the beginning, but uh, then the bus was two hours late leaving New York, so that was a little bit too much, because it was cold in the middle of winter, but otherwise it was a pleasant experience uh, as well.
1: Yeah, that so. was, well, actually I have to tell you, my first New York, the first time I ever went to New York City, I worked for Greyhound. And I was actually in Los Angeles. I was a driver, and what they call an extra board driver, just kind of like a substitute teacher, and you you switch around. And mm-hmm. uh, they uh, call me in to. They said, "Oh, we got an interesting assignment because I always like to do like strange assignments. Like if mm-hmm. it was something weird, I would like to do it, or like I would uh, I I would like to go like my." Favorite thing to do was take empty buses places because then I'd go explore when I was taking, the, you, know, you get paid less to drive the empty buses. But, yeah. so they <laughs> sent me, um, they sent me to New York for, on an air, you know, they gave me airline tickets and I went to New York and mm-hmm. uh, there was, and they, the Greyhound people picked me up at LaGuardia, took me to the Port Authority and they actually had a bus full of people and there was actually <laughs> several drivers. There was like six drivers and oh. uh, they were sitting in the bus waiting for us to take them to Atlantic City and I had never been to Atlantic city and uh, yeah. never been in New York. <laughs> and, oh, um, and then uh, there was like one guy in our group that was from New York and he, and he, and he's kind of a grouchy guy. But so I get in there and, and they don't run the buses in the port authority terminal. They, they put this like a uh, air conditioning thing that goes to the in and blows air works the air conditioner. So the bus isn't started. So I get in there and I'm trying to start this thing and then I'm, the passengers are yelling at me because they've been sitting there for, you know, I don't know how long for a few hours. And, Hmm. uh, and I said, listen, I don't even know how to get out of this tunnel, out of the port authority and get into, you know, and, but, but the, what the guy told us that he says, well, just ask the passengers. They'll tell you how to get there. And sure enough, the, I asked the passengers, (laughs) I said, Hey, listen, um, I'm from Los Angeles. I, or actually I told them I was from Santa because I'm from Santa Barbara and, um, the, uh, I have no idea how to get to Atlantic city and this literally <laughs> they flew me in from Los Angeles just like uh half an hour ago. <laughs> and then, yeah. And so I had to drive down there. It was pretty, yeah. But the passengers were really nice and they, they told, and in fact they even told me some places to stop where they would give me a roll of quarters. Like there was a, <laughs> there was a white castle hamburger in right at the New Jersey <laughs> state line. And the, the guys all, yeah, if you stop in there, they'll give you a roll of quarters. And if you, and, and you let the people out to get the, uh, you know, their white castle and uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of fascinating, but I, yeah. and, and then, um, I ended up flying back, but I was kind of trying to figure out how to work my way back, but I got stuck in Philadelphia and then oh. like when I got to Philadelphia, they just kept sending me back to New York city. And then, um, and cause the guy didn't like, nobody wanted to go to Philadelphia so I, I I got stuck in that. So finally, I, I had a chance to get on a flight home, and I got <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was insane. But yeah, New York's and what surprised me about now this is also nineteen like eighty, um, God, it was like nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine. So like it, New York was a completely different city then. It was like right. the Port Authority yeah. bus terminal was like like a ghetto area, and then Broadway was even really bad. And then now yeah. they they fix the whole area up now pretty good so it's kind yep. of yeah kind of amazing, but um but yeah that would be kind of fun to like start a tour company that did public transport <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know, but the um but yeah no it's just it it is kind of neat how you can learn learn the city and. Uh, you know, all the different fun things and stuff to do.
2: Yeah, I really did learn the city so quick because when I moved here, we still didn't have Google Maps, so I had to make printouts for everything, you know? (laughs) So, but I literally learned so much in my very first year. So even now when people ask me, so how do I get to to the airport by bus so I can tell them everything like without thinking because I just learned it all. And you know, not much changed really. Actually, the um, public transit only improved. I remember that when, um, when I was here, maybe in my third year, I once talked to a bus driver and I said, do you think in our lifetime we'll get a um, maybe a train line going all the way to San Monica to a beach? And oh, he said, yeah. nah. And he said, not in our lifetime. And he was completely wrong because like, it's been 10 years since we have Expo Line that goes all the way from downtown to San Monica. Yeah, I haven't yeah. gone
1: on that yet. I, uh, that's an, I, I didn't realize that there was an actual subway. I thought it was a, a bus line that went down there, but...
2: No, it's, you wouldn't call it a subway, it's like light rail. Oh, okay. So it's going, it's pretty much outside all the time, right in downtown, it comes out of a tunnel and it stays out all the way to San Monica and some, a lot of stations are pretty and a lot of views out of the window are pretty. And uh, initially people were saying, oh, that's how all the homeless people and all the transient people will get to San Monica and there will be trouble. But honestly, a lot of people appreciate it now, because they can go take it, you know, to go to a game or to, to see a play to downtown, you know. So, some days you see a lot of people dressed up, taking an expo line and not driving and being able to have a drink. So, it's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, they're starting. Uh, L.A., uh, a, a friend of mine was actually telling me about this uh, <laughs> that I talked to on the 4th. The They're having um, they're going to be hiring like 1,000 people um, for the MTA mm. that are going to be what are called transit um, uh, ambassadors. Right. Uh, and they, uh, and they're, they're going to be people that are going to be riding the trains and uh, working in the, and they're going to be basically assisting people and, yeah. uh, and calling the police like, uh, cause the police want to change their approach to the homeless people and the yeah. mentally ill people. So they, they, these people are going to be trained in how to uh, talk to the police dispatchers to get, um, either a mental health professional or the, uh, actual police there for when there's a disturbance yeah and, yep. uh, yeah it's going to be an interesting program um the uh yeah and that would be something your skills would,
3: <laughs> would be yeah, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: the yeah because language has always been my my big thing I, I i have a pretty severe stutter stuttering issue and um um, Spanish, I always want to learn how to speak Spanish because I have a lot of Mexican friends. And um, right. and I just always forget the words. So it's, you know, the and then that's the majority <laughs> of the, the pe- people you speak with are speaking Spanish.
2: Um, yeah, that's uh, honestly, I didn't even look into learning Spanish until maybe 10 years ago. But I kept hearing it on the bus. Like you know, some words would just, you know, repeat all the, They would repeat some words all the time. And I'm like, I want to know what they talk about. So I started, like, learning on my own, and uh, within several years, I started understanding what people were saying. So it was interesting. Yeah, just... So now, um, yeah, now I'm just picking up, uh, you know, I read a little bit of books, watch a little bit of movies, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I I, I haven't been speaking Spanish a lot, but I I got where I could learn quite a few words. And my favorite right. thing, because uh, they... Um, one of my jokes in my act is that I said, Hey, these junior high kids taught me my name in Spanish, chauffeur loco. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, so I tell that. And then the people, the Mexican people, they, that's what they call me, chauffeur loco. (laughs) 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 And, And, uh, the older, some of the older Mexican people, they, 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 they think that's like their, I go, no, no, it's funny. And then they, they laugh. And then, so they, chauffeur loco, like I was in Santa Barbara the other days. I live in Ventura. (laughs) And, uh, so I was in Santa Barbara. Uh, uh, Last week, and uh, that's what a few these passengers came came by the chauffeur loco because I uh, another bus <laughs> driver died and I went to his funeral and then they <laughs> um. it was it was kind of funny that the the you know it just it's nice that's I, I now have you now this is the other thing about in Santa Barbara we would actually get celebrity because I was driving this shuttle that went up and down State Street a little tiny shuttle.
3: Mm-hmm. and
1: um we'd actually get a, quite a few celebrities writing on those things now I, that's probably something you don't see on the main line on the, any of the los angeles you know you have not lost <laughs> any celebrities have
2: you uh, No, actually uh there was even an article in i think in la times about celebrities who write the red line um oh yeah there was met- a couple people there there was an actor from um madman who was writing regularly writing the um Red line, and I think once Jimmy Kimmel and his wife took the red line to go to the Oscars, but otherwise, not so much. Yeah,
1: the red line is pretty amazing. Well, Ed Bagley Jr., he used to ride the uh, Greyhound all the time to Santa Barbara. And, uh-huh. the, and uh, I, I believe he's a real public transit official, you know, he he's an advocate for. Um, public mm-hmm. transit and electric vehicles and stuff because we had a yeah. we had this uh, whole bunch of electric vehicles which I guess they're I saw one um, a 60 foot art uh, you know one of the long buses um, the 60foot articulating buses that was electric on the uh, on the orange line last time I was in uh, they, uh, they don't have very many of them they have a few of them right. and it's kind of interesting but it, that's the other thing too is have you noticed a difference on the different buses from a passenger because like the 60 foot buses in, if you sit in the back, it's kind of neat. Cause mm-hmm. you, can, you can watch the, uh, when the bus. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. I don't know. If yeah. Yeah. Remember.
2: That's true. Oh yeah. I've done this many times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not the
1: only one that does that. Cause I'd be training people how to drive the buses and I does, I would sit there in the back and I'd say, turn, I make them make, uh, <laughs> cause we have a big area we can drive around mm-hmm. and I just get them to turn right and left constantly. And, um, <laughs> And then what do you want me doing? and then I say, I just like to watch the the front of the bus track and <laughs> yeah that and the um also, I don't know if it's still the same. It's been a long time since I've been on the red line, but the red line used to have a driver like a windshield if you sat up in the front. I don't know if they still have that or not.
2: Oh I'm not sure about that actually. So you could I don't look, know
1: you could look down the tunnel uh, and it's like if you're sitting by where the driver's sitting. Oh. No, oh, they don't have. I think they took it out. No, I
2: don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they do. No, yeah. I don't think. No. Yeah, that
1: uh, that red line is pretty uh. Yeah, we have. Or we're, oh man, I can't believe it. We're almost out of time here. But, oh wow! Okay, yeah, I want you that to promote great. your. I'm I'm gonna get on your blog and start read. I didn't realize it was on Facebook. I, I I get tied up with other things and. Uh, but I'm gonna definitely check your blog out and then start promoting it.
2: Oh thank you. I'll um I'll have to bring up like it's a group. I'll explain why because yeah, I wanted to make it as a page but they're harder to promote. Oh, but okay. I made it a group yeah, so it's interactive. So I let other people post stories too and I let people comment and stuff. So uh for like a lot of my old stories one would have to, like, scroll all the way down. So I'll uh, I'll bring, uh, like, a bunch of good stories up and then I might tag you on a couple of them uh, just so you have an idea. Because, you know, other people are also, like, posting a lot, so it's not just my stories. It, oh, okay. It used- Yeah, even before the coronavirus especially, it used to be like a very interactive group. Like I had about 2,000 members who would be posting a lot. But, you know, during the coronavirus, of course, people didn't really uh, write anymore. So it slowed down, but it's slowly picking up again. I can see like activity in the group again.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because that's what uh, public transit is the best way, I, I personally think, If everybody took public transit, people would start getting along a little more and understanding each other better, more easier.
2: That's for sure, yes. It's just the lay public transit has this bad reputation, you know, because of all the stories people read. I mean, I personally always try to convince people to ride and say, don't be scared. I mean, in any city of the world, there is a chance there could be like, a, you know, a mad person or like a weird person. It's not just LA, so it's just the prejudice that you have and you have to kind of, like, you know, give it a try. And yeah. many of my friends gave it a try, and they said, wow, it's actually not so bad. It is. It is very wonderful.
1: Hey, thank you so much for being on the show, and I'm looking forward to having you on again. I'll, I'll be a little more organized next time. I'll, I'll try not to stutter as much for you.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, are you going, uh, like, where are you going to post our conversation today? Is it going to be, it's like, kind of, any link or any kind it, of... Uh, Page or what is it? Yeah, it's going to be on the on our
0: the Giggles Live Radio Network. That's at giggleslive.com and it airs every night. It'll start uh, maybe 9 o'clock. Yeah, it starts every night at 9 o'clock. It'll start tomorrow night. Oh, um, perfect. Tomorrow night okay. at 9. Yep, at giggleslive.com and we will send you an MP3 if you like. Um, if you send oh. uh, Jim your Gmail, we'll, we'll get that to you. It might take a couple of weeks. We, we fall behind. Oh, no it. problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no problem. That's fine. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, and we're I've be... enjoyed it so
1: much. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed having you. We're going to be on a few more networks or on a few more uh, services soon but yeah um it's on thanks. giggleslive.com right now so
2: okay thanks thank for
0: you. thanks for coming by katya you've been a wonderful guest so we've been talking to katya Duft. her up uh, her blog is called the store it's the stories tales from the tales from the bus tales from the bus on the stories on the bus podcast right here on the giggles live network we've really enjoyed you thank you so much and once again, Jim, thank you for another great show. Good work, my friend.
1: Well, with uh, the, our help here from Katia. And, and, and <laughs> thank Ms. you so much. And, um, and thank you. so And um, it was very wonderful. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. All
1: right.
0: Thank you.
2: Have a great evening. All right.
0: Bye-bye. You have a great evening, too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network. You've been listening to the Stories on the Bus podcast with Jim Eaton.
2: You are listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network.
0: Now Fridays are podcast premiere days on the Giggles Live Radio Network. Every Friday at 5 p.m., catch DMV Mike living on the ledge, followed by PAX with Big Tom and John Marquez at 6. At 7 p.m., Testimonials, hosted by Chuck Testa followed by Off-Centered Outdoors with Matt Dockstetter at 8 p.m. At 9 p.m., Stories on the Bus comes along with Jim Eaton, followed by The Walkout at 10 p.m. with Big Tom McClain and Mark the Menace Young. And you can catch replays of Spar Star 50 every night, starting at midnight. For all of your links, all of your schedule needs, go visit GigglesLive.com.
5: listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network.
3: You need to be thankful for what you have. Yeah, I think we're somewhere in between the 35th and 36th floor, actually. Kind of just um, in between windows, actually. Having a couple of cups of tea up here, and then we were taking our tea bags and straining them just to the right um, density and weight, and we would throw them off of the scaffold and set off car alarms. This actually told us, I mean, just how much it takes to set off a car alarm. I mean, that wasn't even someone breaking in. That was just um, uh, something falling from 35 stories up and hitting it.
0: Living on the ledge with DMV Mike, only on the Giggles Live Radio Network.
5: You are listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network. Yeah, absolutely. It's like going to the Jolly Cone instead of McDonald's. Why'd you bring up the Jolly Cone for (laughs) Sounded good. Well, it is good. I know, I could go for it. A... Did 11 years there flipping burgers when I ran that place or owned it. Yep. You know, and the big standing joke was... I guess <laughs> you know it's a true story. It'd be out there and then there'd be some guy skinning a deer in the back, <laughs> 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 which is probably highly not legal. <laughs> yeah, there was. Or, or a, sent, you know. Yeah, there was a sushi place in Santa Maria got busted for that processing a hog behind the building of the sushi restaurant. Oh really? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Well, we weren't doing that. It's just that when you run no, a taxidermy business, and then the joke got to be what's on the bur- what's the burgers made out of today? Off-centered outdoors with Matt
3: Dockstatter. Weekdays at night.
0: Only on the Giggles Live Radio Network.
5: Estás escuchando a Giggles Live Radio Network.
0: You are listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network.
6: Every year it's Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah, because the Mets
0: have to pay him 000, 000 a million dollars every dollars. year like for the rest of his life or something. For like
6: 25 <laughs> years after he retired. <laughs> yeah, One of the greatest deals anybody ever did. And right? I guess it was his agent that set him up that way. He didn't want that. Because mm-hmm. it was just recently he had his Bobby Bonilla day. And I was reading about that, that his agent convinced him to set up that contract like that. And he didn't want it. He wanted that big payday. Yeah. And they're like, no, just had him do it this way. And so he's what he's what he's been retired, what, 10, 15 years now? He's and still, he's getting, still paid. getting
1: paid. Yeah.
5: PAX with Big Tom and John Marquez. Weekdays at 6.
1: Only on the Giggles Live radio network.
4: We lived in one room for a long time. You know, my mom was like, you and your brother's going to share a room. Mm-hmm. We're in their bunk beds. You know, older brother has one bed off to the side, not a bunk bed.
0: And I mean... And imagine in those days, they raised us without Nickelodeon or without oh, devices. Wow, yeah. Go outside or here, play with this box.
4: Nowadays, you can't get kids to go outside. It's That's, you know, now it's now a thing of the past. They have a cell phone. They can
0: flip that open and watch whatever they want so one of the things too like my son has a bike i was telling him that when i was his age i used to ride my bike and i didn't live in a good neighborhood at all to my grandparents house who didn't live in a good neighborhood at all and i would drive through a couple neighborhoods that weren't very good at all to get to grandma i mean i would ride my bike probably like three or four miles when i was like 12 years old away really true it's so different now there's no way you would send your kid out like that now
4: there's no i remember my parents letting me ride from Lemonwood in Oxnard to Ventura because we used to you know go to the skating palace and uh met up with friends and rode those bikes to skating so that's you know I, I that's truthfully I don't know how many miles that is. Yeah. But we just trekked it as kids. You didn't care.
0: And you didn't have a cell phone. So she couldn't call and say, hey, it, where are you at? It was. All right. Well, I guess he's going to get here before dinner or he's not going to eat. Oh, yeah. Oh, you <laughs> better believe it. And,
4: and it was weird back then. You know, you knew that, you know, if you left super early, you we were definitely going to have to ride back. So it was like we trekked that same thing back all the way. Until before it got dark,
0: and isn't it amazing that we made it back before it got dark most of the time? Too, oh, yeah. I didn't always make it back before dark, but I tried. Oh
4: yeah, my mom was definitely ready to uh, to to whoop some tail if we, weren't, <laughs> if we if we weren't where we were supposed to be when when the the street lights came on. That was the thing. Don't let those street lights come on and you're still
6: outside. You go out to the Lily. They're really nice fields. When I played back in the day, they weren't the greatest fields. Yeah, I cut my know. knee on a sprinkler in our field. So <laughs> There's actually mm-hmm. some banners up there and it tells a little history of, of how these fields came about. And it's kind of cool when you go out there. There's a little bit of history also. Yeah. So we're trying to teach these kids that are out there playing, you know, there's a reason why these fields are here. There's all this hard work of these people that volunteered their time and... You know, some of them, some of the players have been successful. We've had a few players that have played some major league ball here, you know, so uh, so there is opportunities now. So the, the city and, and these organizations are are really trying to create this this environment for kids to succeed.
5: Pax with Big Tom and John Marquez weekdays at six.
1: Only on the Giggles Live Radio Network.
5: You're listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network. That's what we loved about the Santa Barbara Parade because when we marched, I mean, all our M1s, our carbines, my .45, that was all real gun, you know, Yeah, to let us use uh, authentic as we could. And I'll still never forget, remember the one when the lady went on YouTube and was claiming that Santa Barbara was being taken over by the military <laughs> crew because Herman the German was driving with a couple of guys went around the corner by Starbucks there, and they freaked <laughs> out. We had the longest convoy we ever had there where we had all the half-tracks, everything, and we missed the turn to get on State Street, so we had to go through. You can't just turn them things around. So we had to cross the street. No one would let us. And then the guys <laughs> got off with the Thompsons, and we stopped all the traffic. Everybody was freaked out.
0: Testimonials with Chuck Testa. Weekday evenings at 7.
3: Let me write that down.
1: Only on the Giggles Live Radio Network.
3: You're listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network.
1: A lot of the people that are bus drivers don't pay attention to their passengers. And they kind of miss a lot of stuff. Taya Leone and David DeCubnia were both on the bus another time with the same guy that's the special needs guy. He was telling me he just got his email account. This uh, we called him Sarge because he was a sergeant in the Army Korean War, this gentleman. He gets on the bus like right after she gets on the bus. And so he tells me he has all these emails, and I go, what are you some kind of movie star or something <laughs> and um and then she looks at me and then i go oh that's that that's that girl from the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then she looks at him as sarge and she goes yeah you look like that guy on the x-files <laughs> and then he looks up and i go oh that's the guy from the x-files
0: <laughs> <laughs> stories on the bus with jim eaton
1: only on the giggles live radio network
0: Now Fridays are podcast premiere days on the Giggles Live radio network. Every Friday at 5 p.m., catch DMV Mike, Living on the Ledge, followed by Pax with Big Tom and John Marquez at 6. At 7 p.m., Testimonials, hosted by Chuck Testa, followed by Off-Centered Outdoors with Matt Dockstetter at 8 p.m. At 9 p.m., Stories on the Bus comes along with Jim Eaton, followed by The Walkout at 10 p.m. with Big Tom McLean and Mark the Menace Young. And you can catch replays of Spar Star 50 every night, starting at midnight. For all of your links, all of your schedule needs, go visit GigglesLive.com.
4: lived in one room for a long time you know my mom was like you and your brother's gonna share a room mm-hmm. we're in their bunk beds you know older brother has one bed off to the side not a bunk bed
0: and i mean and imagine in those days they raised us without nickelodeon or without oh, devices wow, yeah. go outside or here play with this box
4: nowadays you can't get kids to go outside it's that's you know now it's now a thing of the past
0: they have a cell phone they can flip that open and watch whatever they want so one of the things too like my son has a bike i was telling him that when i was his age i used to ride my bike and i didn't live in a good neighborhood at all to my grandparents house who didn't live in a good neighborhood at all and i would drive through a couple neighborhoods that weren't very good at all to get yeah. to grandma i mean i would ride my bike probably like three or four miles when i was like 12 years old away it's really true it's so different now there's no way you would send your kid out like that now
4: there's no i remember my dad parents letting me ride from Lemonwood in Oxnard to Ventura because we used to, you know, go to the skating palace and uh met up with friends and rode those bikes to skating. So that's, you know, I, I that's truthfully I don't know how
0: many miles that is.
2: Yeah.
4: But we just trekked it as kids. You didn't care.
0: And you didn't have a cell phone. So she couldn't call and say, hey, it, where are you at? It was. All right. Well, I guess he's going to get here before dinner or he's not going to eat. Oh, yeah. Oh, you <laughs> better believe it. And,
4: and it was weird back then. You know, you knew that, you know, if you left super early, you we were definitely going to have to ride back. So it was like we trekked that same thing back all the way. Until before it got dark
0: And isn't it amazing that we made it back Before it got dark most of the time too oh, yeah. I didn't always make it back before dark But I tried
4: Oh yeah, my mom was definitely ready To uh, to, to whoop some tail if we, weren't, <laughs> if, we, if we weren't Where we were supposed to be When, when the, the street lights came on That was the thing Don't let those street lights come on And you're still outside
5: You are listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network
6: You need to be thankful for what you have.
3: Yeah, I think we're somewhere in between the 35th and 36th floor, actually. Kind of just um, in between windows, actually. Having a couple of cups of tea up here, and then we were taking our tea bags and straining them just to the right um, density and weight, and we would throw them off of the scaffold and set off car alarms. This actually told us, I mean just how much it takes to set off a car alarm. I mean, that wasn't even someone breaking in. That was just um, uh, something falling from 35 stories up and hitting it.
0: Living on the ledge with DMV Mike, only on the Giggles Live Radio Network. You're listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network.
5: That's what we loved about the Santa Barbara parade, because when we marched, I mean, all our M1s, or carbines, my 45, that was all real gun, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. To let us use uh, authentic as we could. And I'll still never forget remember the one when the lady went on YouTube and was claiming that Santa Barbara was being taken over by the military <laughs> crew because Herman the German was driving with a couple of guys went around the corner by Starbucks there and they freaked <laughs> out. Well, we had the longest convoy we ever had there where we had all the half tracks, the everything, and we missed the turn to get on State Street so we had to go, through. you can't just turn them things around. So we had to cross the street. No one would let us. And then the guys got off with the Thompsons and we stopped all the traffic. Everybody was freaked out.
0: Testimonials with Chuck Testa. Weekday evenings at 7.
5: Let me write that down.
1: Only on the Giggles Live Radio Network.